and we're back with another episode of Food in the Hood. That's right. <laughs> this is the thirty-seventh time I'm saying that because this is our thirty-seventh episode. Yes, it is, and we are back again after a bit of a, a hiatus.、Um, and now it's the end of twenty twenty. Yeah, it's been a definitely a strange year for all, not just for us.、Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we also commented on the fact that even though we started this podcast a long time ago, half two years our, exactly half. That's right, two years. Well, a little bit more than that, but、mm-hmm. exactly half of our episodes were all recorded in 2020, which was a lot because we had a ton of time on our hands. Yeah,、um, as we went through lockdown. Totally. Yeah, so、uh, as we're looking back to 2020,、uh, we've had a lot of good topics、uh, on our about.、Uh, so we thought that、um, as we are、uh, evolving professionally and also how the world is evolving, we think it, it's a good idea for us to revisit some of the topics and、um, kind of give you a rundown of what we have talked about in 2020 and share some of the new thoughts. Yeah. So early on this year, January twelfth, our first episode of the year, we actually talked about personalized nutrition in the di- industry. About you know how data collected from people's you know personal health can be used for for their nutrition. So that's that's a say, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's really a long time ago. It's been almost a year. Yeah. Right. And it、yeah. felt longer. It really did.、Uh-huh. Yeah, strange, strange year. Yeah.、Um, do you remember what we talked about in that episode? <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> like we have two brains here,、I、but it's、um, kind of a blur. Yeah. So I think、um, the reason why we set Industry 4.0 era in the title was because that we talked a lot about how、um, I think personalized nutrition needs to be powered by data, and it needs to be. Uh, very individually collected data.、Uh, well, it's essentially you're collecting kind of the population level data to make individual predictions,、um, right? Or recommendations for nutrition purposes. I I don't think we said that in the episode, but that's just like a year later. That's how we would summarize it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, and there's a lot of these tech services out there because I think across、um, a lot of Countries, but especially in the United States, people really like the idea of personalized. Right? You look across the market. There's personalized skincare, where you literally can order a bottle of toner or cleanser that's specifically made for you and your skin condition, or even personalized shampoo. Like people are very into this whole like, oh, this is made for me kind of concept. And I think、right. part of it is also marketing. <laughs> Um, people like the idea of it. There's a market for it, and then part of it is also with the growth of big data and you know the growth of information collecting、um, through all these platforms. It really sets itself itself up、um, for personalized nutrition to take off. So I mean that's that's pretty much about personalized nutrition,、uh, and also we did a couple of episodes about coronavirus、uh, reflections.、Uh, maybe、that's、we、right. should save them to the end. Yeah,、uh-huh. yeah. As a wrap up for this whole thing,、yeah. so we can touch on those a little bit later because we did, you know, intertie a lot of episodes through that. Right. We also had an interesting episode、um, towards the start of February about insects. 
mm-hmm. and alternative proteins like algae, cultured meats, etc. Which yeah. is, you know, a very favorite topic of ours, alternative <laughs> protein sources. <laughs> we probably gave Beyond Meat like tons of advertisement. Yeah. I don't know why they're not sponsoring our, us yet. Uh-huh. But <laughs> yeah, but we're thinking even a little bit beyond their Beyond Meat, right? So insect proteins uh, actually since i moved to the netherlands uh, there are more of an interest of research and uh, application of insect proteins into the mainstream of food products Uh, many of the efforts has been devoted into uh, sustainable processing and ethical processing of these type of materials right if you're thinking them as food raw materials it needs to be somewhat standardized and uh, uh, showcased in many application cases for it to actually be considered for future uses. Um, right. Yeah. So we're really just seeing another type of ingredient that might just be popping up in a company's catalog to be, hey, we have this line of materials that you could potentially use it has these type of Mm -hmm. flavor profiles it can be used in these and that type of categories and give it a try or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i think what you said you know it makes a lot of sense also as the technology for these alternative proteins develop there's also a cultural component and a a social acceptance component to it as well Mm -hmm. um I, I think I was thinking about this the other day, but it's I find it particularly interesting that, you know, if you look at um, some of the companies out there that's trying to grow cellular culture yep. to make protein or even to make, um, you know, vegetable protein sources mimic um, meat sources. I think it's interesting that, you know, we have all of these new ingredients at our fingertips, be, be it, you know, uh, texturize soy or pea or different technologies to make them taste different um, and even you know growing cells mm-hmm. but w- we always go back to making these tastes and look and feel like the meat that we're accustomed to even though technically we're not really restricted to this realm right mm-hmm. so you know it's it's just interesting that you know we eat steak um, because mm-hmm. traditionally, if you take a cow and you cut it out, that's what you get. Yep. But now that we can grow cells, we can grow it into any shapes, any way, any form we want. But ultimately, people like to eat what they're familiar with, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want to eat like a triangular, weird shape piece <laughs> of meat called beef. Um, some people might, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's a harder sell than something that's familiar. So think that that's the thing about insects too that you bring up i think some cultures are already very open to it um some cultures and societies might take a little bit longer to get it to take off mm-hmm. yeah so i think i've seen some of the um kind of the pioneer pilot products out on the market at least i've heard that you can get them in here in the netherlands um so it would be something uh, it's definitely developing forward, right? So it seems like the techs are all there to 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 produce these type of food material, or food 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 products. Um, but it just then becomes a um, you know, a discussion for for um culture. It's a discussion for consumer acceptance, and that I think that ties into a lot of our discussion this year about you mm-hmm. know if we're talking about alternative meat, talking about alternative. 
proteins, uh, different ingredients, uh, whether it's a replacement or it's an extension to our current、mm-hmm. food system. All right, so that、yeah. that's really the、um, kind of the, the 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 piece, the consumer piece or the market piece that we、uh, we need to figure out as a more of a general guidance for developing right, new right. foods. Right, that really seems to be a recurring theme. Do we want something to replace something we currently have that maybe is too costly or not sustainable enough, or are we creating sort of a new market、mm-hmm. for this product that you know it's a new market, but it might pull shares away from existing markets, right? Yeah, I think we talked a lot about this throughout a lot of our different episodes. I think we did、um, for let's say yeah, many of um like we did a, a episode on. Uh, like uh, meal kits,、uh, or、uh, like talking about Hello Fresh. By the way, Hello Fresh、mm-hmm. is it's it's in the Netherlands a lot. What? Yeah, for real. For real. Have you tried it? I have not, but my、uh, roommate sometimes has、um, huh. boxes come in. And is it? Yeah, it's very interesting.、Um, you, you know, I I. I I've been in the Netherlands for four months now, ish. So,、uh, it was really interests me is that the culture here is not super big on food. It's not the typical、uh, Southern Europe,、um, uh, you know, Spain, Italy, France.、Right. The food scene, very strong foodie culture. Yes, exactly. Right. So, so here it's more of、um, quick and easy. A lot of the meals are、um, bread based. Um, and there's not a lot of、uh, there are some ethical ethnic foods influences,、um, but it definitely hasn't become a very、um, you know prominent thing overall in the Netherlands. Probably in the bigger、right. cities, you can find all kinds of food. If you go to Amsterdam,、uh, it's basically going to eat in Chicago or、uh, New York.、Mm-hmm. Right. So.、Mm-hmm. Um, What I found was interesting is that people's、uh, the cooking culture is not quite here, so、um, huh. so 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 people are looking for innovative ways to cook or innovative ways to 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 enrich their diet.、Um, so here comes HelloFresh, right? This is a perfect playground for these type of meal kit services. Right, you're saying that you know from a so there's two components to it. The first one is. How much people go out of their way to try new and interesting food experiences.、Mm-hmm. The other one is less about food and more about how willing people are to cook, right? Right. So what you're saying is that the first portion of that is a little bit lacking in where you are, but there's that desire for people to want to cook more and kind of explore, expand.、Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm, and interesting. And HelloFresh, or we're we're not picking on this one company, but many of these、yeah. meal services, meal kit services, w- would have、uh, you know innovative or more out of the box type of、um, recipes, and so so you can get to try different things. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah, and that's a huge issue with you know cooking, especially if you're in a single household. You don't want to buy a huge jar of spices just to cook one dish、mm-hmm. and never touch it again. Right, right, so right. So I can see HelloFresh, you know, really filling that gap. Yeah, especially、um, very nicely. Yeah, here it's、uh, you know it's a relatively rich country, so people、yeah. people can afford uh, uh, these type of services, and、uh, at the same time, it's not like. 
some of the other more typical foodie European countries. They don't have a food tradition as strong as the other countries. So that would be, I think, the it's it's a very good market for for meal kits uh, to penetrate and to kind of expand the entire restaurant and the food service experiences here from a ground up approach. Right. Yeah,、right. that's. That's very interesting. I know we, you know, I know we touch on meal kits quite a bit in one of our episodes, and I think one thing we also talked about is meal kits are great for the convenience and for the personalized portions.、Mm-hmm. Um, but one major drawback, and that has been in the news also for a long time, is、um, the amount of packaging involved、yeah. when it comes to.、Um, Some of these meal kits,、mm-hmm. and I know when we talk about the environment and sustainability and all of that, you know, it, it's been a running theme across several of our episodes as well. You know, when we talked about design thinking,、mm-hmm. or when we talk about food waste prevention and upcycling, that was another episode.、Um, and you know, a lot of these kind of all tie in together, and it's,、uh, and then I think we also did one about. Episode thirty two and an organic discussion about sustainability.、Mm-hmm. Um, that one was pretty recent in in August. Yeah, but yeah, so, and circularity. Yeah, circularity. <laughs> so, so we've really been touching on a lot of topics that are,、uh, you know, more of the agro food systems and how、mm-hmm. that would play a role and how how the whole system interacts with. The rest、yeah. of the world and how that in- interacts with consumers,、um, which are I I personally think though talking about these also helps me a lot about understanding how、right. first of all how I would choose some of my、uh, food make some of my food choices and how how has that changed over the course of the year as you well I guess. Find out and discuss and you know process this. Yeah, I I definitely cooked more.、Uh, that's just a force from COVID.、Um, <laughs> so,、um, but but at the same time, I started to pay more attention to,、uh, for example, what you said about packaging, right? So、mm-hmm. so a lot of the、uh, a, a a lot of some of the ready to eat.、Uh, Well, not ready to eat. More like instant noodle type of products, or or slightly more fa- fancier versions of instant noodles would have many many different spice packs or soup base packs, and they even separate. They they even within the overall package, they would have a separate plastic wrap on the noodle to keep its integrity.、Right. So、yeah. so end up there's a ton of different packages. Yeah, so、there. you end up having a meal and. and You have all plastic covers spread your kitchen counter, so it doesn't make me feel really good after eating the meal.、Um, mm-hmm. And so, I would I was intentionally avoiding some of those,、uh, you know, ready to eat. Those are like packets, right? They're, they're not necessarily a meal kit, but it's probably closer to that. Type of nature of foods, right? Because if you eat one pack and there's five packaging inside, you <laughs> eat a five pack over the course of a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,、uh, yeah. And that I I can totally see that from a from a design component that you you do have a better you you do have better control of your product quality, 
because everything right. is separated and like like there's and there's a reason they're separated, right? The the component that has to stay dry yeah. for a long shelf life, the component that's oily,、mm-hmm. etc., and does you don't want them to react, etc. Right. And you know, it's interesting you talk about the packaging because I think when people talk about sustainability, I think packaging is is a big part.、Um, and Often I wonder, you know, I was reading a story about if you look at a lot of soft drinks、mm-hmm. nowadays, they're sold in plastic bottles, right? Yep. About what a hundred years ago, eighty years ago, it was mostly glass bottles, right? And so, so then becomes the conundrum, right? Glass is, you know, a lot better than plastic. From a surface level, at least, right?、Mm-hmm. Um, they don't end up in our oceans. They don't end up as microplastics in our ecosystem. But then, if you think about shipping a box of,、um, let's just say, whatever soft drink that's、um, all packaged in glass bottles, it's a lot heavier, right? That's going to cost more fuel as well to transport. So the whole thing about packaging,、um, what's the right And what's the best best packaging to use,、um, and does that responsibility for sustainability when it comes to packaging does it fall on the consumer? Or does it fall on the supplier? Yeah. Or does it fall on the legislative branch of you know countries to make law so that corporations are incentivized to use better packaging options? So I think that that's my sort of biggest takeaway when、mm-hmm. it comes to packaging, which is. Um, from a technology standpoint, I think you know we can always improve packaging and invest in alternative options that are more equitable for the earth and for people. But in terms of technology adoption, that's going to also require an economic incentive for companies, or you know, some sort of government oversight. Um, or laws that can make that a reality. It's a, it's just such an intricate play of both. But then, if there's no economic incentive in the first place, there's also less incentive to innovate, right?、Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a catch twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> When I think about it. Yeah, it, that that's true.、Uh, food packaging. I think we should do a more more of an in depth episode on it.、Uh, yeah. Yeah, but but what what I felt is that.、Uh, Like packaging is、um, both easy and difficult to regulate, right? Because、um, you 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 can have a clear cut、uh, for some categories, like for example, juice or more of the、uh, fluids products. But then when it comes to more complicated products,、uh, more more of a, a ready to eat in, in those categories or the the frozen meal categories, it becomes very tricky, and and people have. There's again a cultural component in there, and there's the gray area of regulation is whether,、uh, like how 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 specific would you want to require,、uh, in a law,、um, and and many of these are,、uh, you know, like you said, is a catch twenty two. Like what where would you really spend your effort into? It's it's just difficult to make the call, and I think nowadays all these、um, big Corporations are food food companies are having sustainability commitments, and that's one of the area that they really want to focus on in the、uh, packaging aspect. 
Um, oh yeah, right. Definitely. So, so, but those commitments are more for kind of a a a, a good global citizen goodwill as a company, um, and and it's some for to some extent is also a a PR, uh, um, move for for the company for 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 better of the branding, um, but I don't know how much of the sustainability commitments were required or forced, uh. From the legislations, right, right, and you know that that's a great question. If a company says they will reduce carbon emissions by thirty percent by this and that year, right, who is actually enforcing this, or is it sort of lip service? And I'm sure from company to company, the degree to which they enforce it and the degree to which you know senior leadership、mm-hmm. emphasize on the importance of those is going to differ greatly as well.、Um, So it will be. I think this is definitely something that's interesting to look into. Yeah. So we should、yeah. keep that in mind for twenty twenty one. Basically, this episode is us just going through and fishing out for more <laughs> ideas. Yeah. For twenty twenty one. Right. Um.、Uh, but moving on, we had some. Yeah. Let's. You. You know. I. I want to give a shout out to this episode. If you haven't listened to it, it's the、uh, systematic. Racial issues in food and ag,、uh, particularly in the U.S., but we we also touched on I think globally、um, some of the common issues.、Um, and this episode was a direct consequence of the uh, uh, civil rights movement or the、uh, aftermath and protest of、uh, the murder of、uh, George Floyd.、Uh, so, and we felt that you know it was. Uh, a good time for us to kind of talk about these more difficult topics.、Um, I know, like things like sustainability in food or、uh, packaging in foods are difficult to talk about, or, or it's difficult to solve. But but for I think particularly these racial issues or discriminations are even difficult to talk about、uh, to begin、right. with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it's very easy to. Um, say something that you know is perceived as ignorant or wrong, and then be crucified or for it. I think anything that touches on racial issues is going to be a sensitive topic、um, in the United States, at least, but also in some other places. But I think that that was a really important episode that we did this year, and actually. We recorded that episode two times. That was the only、right. episode in over what thirty something episodes we recorded where we actually did it twice. The reason being that you know the first one where we recorded, <laughs> Ben and I got very very emotional over、right. it, and you know be- because it is an emotional issue. I don't think you can separate emotions from science, right?、Mm-hmm. Especially when it, it it relates to people.、Um, so I think I- I'm pretty proud of us for. You know, putting out that episode, I think、um, there 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 were a lot of things that we touched on,、um, and you know, be it the decline of black farmers in the U.S., the lack of diversity in food science or in food R and D,、um, food insecurity in urban communities,、um, and I think the reason that they're hard to talk about also is you know, as scientists, whenever we see a problem, we want to get to the root of it. So that we can start fixing it,、mm-hmm. but I think when it comes to complex social and societal issues, there isn't often a single cause, and it's you know a lot of historical、um, underpinnings, 
a lot of different uh, components coming together to result in you know what we have today. So trying to pick apart all of those influences and then trying to talk about you know what we think could be a right step in the right direction. I think um, that was definitely a very very thought provoking episode for us even you know to record. I think yeah. that was a lot of thinking and reflection on our part as well. Yeah, that was the only episode that we actually prepared for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you mean? You, we prepare for other episodes too. <laughs> we do. Yeah,、uh, but it wasn't an easy preparation for that one. Yeah.、Uh-huh. Yeah, we had to really check, fact check a lot of our sources and、yeah. really make sure we we really were, you know, talking about the right thing、mm-hmm. in the right way.、Um, yeah, and I think you know. Um, there's a few other different ones here and there.、Um, for instance, we had our first guest come on. Oh yeah.、Um, so episode thirty one, we had Brian, the author of、um, a new book called "One Hundred Fifty Food Science Questions Answered." We had him come on, and we talked about scientific communication. That was a very interesting episode. I think he's also、uh, his book is doing pretty well. Since it came、It's、out, doing really well, right?、Uh-huh. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it at a few different places. Yeah, I think we really enjoyed having our first guest on this year, and I think that's something that we talked about wanting to continue in twenty twenty one. Oh、um, yes, that has been、uh, one of our、uh, long time goals, or, or more of a、uh, more of our goal to、uh, bring more people on the pod and. Uh, give our listener more than just our thoughts on certain topics.、Definitely. Yeah, yeah, and、mm-hmm. we, you know, we really enjoy the back and forth.、Um, but it's also great to have someone who's an expert in a particular area come on.、Um, so, if you have any suggestions for who you think might make a really interesting guest,、mm-hmm. <laughs> we do have a mailbox. Yeah,、right? so that's that's a great way of、um, also. Uh, keep us engaged with the different communities out there in food, and、uh, we welcome any suggestions of. Or if you want to be on the pod,、uh, also you can let us know. We can figure something out, maybe. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah. is it COVID time? Should we? I think it is COVID time. <laughs> It's、okay. been COVID time for the past year. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, we are. You know, it's interesting that how. Because both of us are from uh, Asia, uh, Amanda's from Malaysia. I, I, I come from China.、Uh, we our timeline of COVID was probably two months ahead of the, you know, most of the Western world, right?、Mm-hmm. Because、um, China in in China, COVID hit hit it hard and really started the. I don't know what they called that back then. It wasn't a pandemic yet. It was like a regional、right. epidemic or something, global health、yeah. crisis so, or something that they were. Do you remember、it. the moment you first heard about COVID nineteen? I have heard of or it. Or you don't remember? It was in the news in early January. That's when I saw it. Like, there's different reports on when this actually came out and how you know the whole saga of、uh, whether it was correctly or accurately reported at the first time、um, or whatever.、Um, But I'll share this. It was、uh, very early, beginning of this year, when I was still working in the U.S.、Uh, I, I was on a business trip, and、um, it was a trip to Mexico. So I had to cross, enter the U.S. border again. I think in mid-January,、um, and 
at that time Wuhan and um and and I think whether there was a direct flight or some type of transferring flight to New York. Um, so so when I was entering the border, uh, first or uh, on those TV monitors, they they asked like, have you ever, have you recently been to Wuhan? And they had like a pretty nice picture of Wuhan putting up uh, right. to 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 uh, uh, kind of let people self-report their their travel histories. Um, and once I crossed the border into the into the custom, I also got asked um, by by you know uh, a few a few of the border officers you know very politely just to ask where I I came from and uh, have I ever been to China recently uh, you know etc. But um, that was the first time I think I was ever engaged with with this with with, with this uh, uh with, with this covid um topic. right which is actually quite a bit earlier than you know some other parts of the world um taking it as you know or or even hearing about it i guess yeah and and we yeah. did the episode also quite early on in yeah in we published an january. episode on january 29th which means we yeah. probably recorded it mid january ish about coronavirus and we call it coronavirus reflection as if it was in the past little did we know yeah. it was only the beginning <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 exactly yeah we were thinking yeah. this was a reflection um, right but our first recording was on hygiene and food cultures right how yeah, how, how, how important is washing people... your hand but now Correct. everybody yeah. understands how important it is, it is to wash I think their everyone hands everyone knows better than <laughs> us than we did in january <laughs> for sure yeah uh, yeah, yeah. And that's not the only episode, right? Because episode 24, we also talked about the the topic of processed food. And that was sometime in March where people were frantically buying canned yeah. goods and, you know, <laughs> shelf-stable items so they could keep themselves stocked in case anything happened. Um, yeah. So I think that one was very much focused on how processed food is an integral part of, you know, helping people keep all these foods during times of panic uh, and times of distress mm -hmm. you know hurricanes um, tornadoes coronavirus pandemics etc yeah and that was when uh covid really hit the u.s and europe and, and well hit the entire world essentially yeah. and, and starting from yeah. that time uh the meal kit service was also kind of related to life under quarantine um and we also uh, shared some news under COVID-19, which were more related mm -hmm. to uh, how the food industry is seeing a, 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 a market response and the sales shift on food material and items uh, on the mm -hmm. shelves and how that right. has been uh, kind of a trend. And people are very, I think since the early summer of 2020, people are talking about the quote-unquote the post-pandemic consumer behavior shifts and all of yep. these uh, different, uh, you know, this is kind of a big pause on, on like on the world essentially, right? So, yeah. Yeah. so how that would change. I think you probably mm -hmm. also... Uh, many companies right. do a lot of these type of preparations. That's right. Uh, yeah, I think in that episode we talked about how you know, unsurprisingly, when things are confusing all around us, we tend to turn to trusted brands, right? So, kind of how does food innovation fall under that umbrella of market trend? I think 
that was interesting. Um, how people are eating more breakfast at home, mm-hmm. right? All of these trends are are um, sort of a natural consequence now that we're all stuck at home. Yeah, uh, which is kind of where we were for our last COVID discussion. Um, right. But of course, we're we have been always doing this podcast remotely, so we didn't really have a change. In terms of its um, our routine on producing these episodes,、uh, but cer-、mm-hmm. certainly with having a ramp on the episode、um, number of episodes in total for this year, I think that's a pretty good sign,、yeah. and we have、yep. a pretty solid listenership now that、uh, we can rely on, and we felt pretty. Pretty good to yeah. To share our Honestly,、thoughts. I was surprised.、Yeah. I was surprised when people I didn't expect to. You know, a lot of times you tell people, "Hey, you tell your friends or whoever,、uh-huh. hey, by the way, I'm doing this thing,、yeah. and they say they'll check it out. You think they're just gonna listen in for one or two episodes, <laughs> right? But it's always really gratifying when people tell you that you know they've been listening to a couple and they bring up anecdotes that、yeah. <laughs> come from that particular episode. It's always. As a creator, I think it's always gratifying to hear that. Yeah, totally. Because I think we we've been、uh, getting used to doing these episodes,、um, and、yeah. the rhythm is there. We, we definitely look for a better year of twenty twenty one. And、uh, I don't know if are are there more things that you want to share? Um, wait for this episode. Yeah, for this episode. I th- I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. I think we kind of covered everything that. You know, we we kind of touched on throughout the past year.、Um, so it, it's it's exciting to see、uh, what next year will bring, and hopefully, you know, we'll get some cool guests onto the show, but also come up with other topics、mm-hmm. that are of interest to us and our listener as well. Yeah, awesome! So happy holidays, everyone!、Um, I'll make sure to cut this episode before twenty twenty one. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> get one last one out. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, you can contact us at、uh, fihpodcast at gmail dot com.、Uh, so you can listen to our previous episodes. I'll link them into、uh, this show notes. And、um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you. Till next time. Bye. <laughs>